Welcome to the 6AM Run Podcast. My name is Mark Paisant. I'm an avid runner, a certified personal trainer, a 6AM Run ambassador, and host of the show. Be sure to head over to the website, 6AMRun.com, to sign up today to get 20% off of your first order. Now, let's start the show. Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the 6AM Run Podcast. I am your host, Mark Paisan. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. We have a good one today, and before we get started with Claude, I'm saying her name probably often because I want to make sure I say it correctly. As always, this show is brought to you by 6AM Run and 6AMRun.com. Head over to that website to sign up to get 20% off of your first order. And I don't know where you're at, but where I'm at in Georgia, it's very hot. So it's always good to take care of your nutrition and hydration, all that good stuff. 6 a.m. has you got, has you covered. So we are here with, again, I'm going to say her name, Claude Racine. That is R-A-C-I-N-E. I'm going to let her introduce herself. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Go ahead and introduce yourself for our audience. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me on, Mark. Um, My name is Claude Racine, and I am an ex-professional backup dancer. So I did that for 18 years, Um, left my small town in Arkansas when I was 20 after two years of college to pursue a dance career. Um, And I was successful at that for 18 years. And then I had my son when I was 38, right before covid And COVID kind of shut everything down, the whole entertainment industry. And I was, I wouldn't say I was forced to pivot, but I had really, really bad uh, postpartum depression and anxiety and suicidal ideation for over a year. And I just needed something to do. Uh, We were trapped as we all know, in our house, I had a new baby and just was not taking care of me. I had nothing for myself. I felt lost. I felt just empty. And, um, on December 28th of 2020, this opportunity fell into my lap to do direct sales. I've never heard of like MLM before ever in my life. And I thought, well, my friend sells skincare and makeup online. So I'm going to do that. Um, it, it, it will give me something to wake up to and do. And so I started that and it, blew up, like got really successful. I shared my postpartum story and all these women were like, Oh my God, I went through that too. And not, you know, we were so shamed for it. And I thought, wow, like I'm really connecting with some women on some deep shit here. Um, and a year and a half later, I saw my mentor, uh, one of my mentors, Wes Watson speak on stage. And he said, if you've overcome something, which at that time, uh, between December 28th, 2020 and a year and a half later, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. I had gained 35 pounds post baby and found somebody to help me heal my Hashimoto's. So I reversed my Hashimoto's. I lost 35 pounds. And then here I am listening to this man on stage saying, if you have saved, 
you've saved yourself from something, overcome a problem, figured out a solution to something, you now need to help other people do the same. And I thought, well, I'm sitting on a gold mine of how to help women lose weight after baby or reverse an autoimmune disease. So immediately, a week later, I hired him and I started my coaching business. That was a year ago. And that's what I do now. I never, ever been so passionate about anything in my life. And yeah, that's me in a short, like two minute intro. <laughs> well, I love it. And you know, I had, I had never even heard of Hashimoto's and this tells you, I, I probably should, should get out more, but I had never heard of it. And you're the second person I've talked to this season on the show about this um, autoimmune disease. And I have in, in, you know, I, I've had thyroid issues running my family. So, um, but, but I, I do want to say that hearing that from somebody else, because I, I, I think that all the time where if I've overcome something, if you overcome something, if I've learned something, you know, why keep it in? Like, why keep it to ourselves? Like, why not help others? And, you know, before we get into the work that you're doing now, is that was that a paradigm shift for you? Was that something different for you? Was that or, or is that kind of just opening up something that was already inside you? No, that that I I hadn't even like imagined it. I was like, I'm helping women uh, just like take care of themselves through skincare and doing their makeup again. You know, because that that's what had saved me out of postpartum. Oh, I have something to do now. Wake up, go live put my makeup on, take care of my skin. And it made me feel alive again. So that was my purpose until I heard Wes say that. And I, and then all of a sudden I felt like, Oh crap, how I'm supposed to help women is so much more huge. But that was the first time that something lit up inside me to help women with health because I'm like, Oh, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a functional nutritionist. I am now I got certified after that, but he was like, you don't need, if you don't know Wes Watson, um, the reason why I love him so much is because he's very direct and he says shit how it is. He was like, you don't need certifications. If you have figured out if, how to, how to do something, you know how to teach it to somebody else. And I was like, okay, well I know what nutrient, you know, I know what it takes. So, and I, I, I like him already. I like him already. So, um, well let's, let's, let's get into that, the work you're doing. Cause I, I know you seem like no nonsense now. I understand that. And that is, uh, that's great. So with the women that you work with, like, do you, there's got to be those women who look at you and it doesn't, I I apologize, it doesn't have to be women or, or men or whatever, the people you work with, like when they see your personality, when you're up close and you know, I can understand by having this five minute, six minute conversation with you that your intent is to help them be the best versions of themselves, to help them get out of their shells, to help them, you know, be that, that bright shining star out there. Is it difficult for you to, to pull that out of them? Or is that, is it you put yourself out there? This is who I am. I'm working for you. Let's do this. How does a woman actually start this process with you? Well, it's definitely not difficult because I just speak the truth and I couldn't have become the dancer that I was had all my dance teachers growing up told me I was doing amazing when I wasn't. 
And so when I look at my clients now, it's not my, I'm not here to tell you you're doing great. You're not fucking doing great. And I can see that by, by your condition, by how you look physically. And that's why you reached out to me. Um, and so my clients know from my content, you know, all my clients are organic. I don't, I haven't, I don't run ads. So they followed me for a long time. They know how I am. They know through my content, like what you're getting. And so when they come to me, most women are like, I need a kick in the ass. And that's, they know they're going to get that with me. And I love that because last time I checked, um, at least for me, I can't kick my own ass. I can't do it. I apologize. I've, I've tried. I've attempted and, uh, you know, figuratively and li- literally. But and that's why I mean, that's why I had to, you know, go and get, you know, coaches in regard to, you know, therapists and, and uh, personal trainers, things like that to get myself going. However, for a lot of us, including I think me and you, is that you talked about this before is those habits that we have to start to create for ourselves. So if you don't mind and, you know, you don't have to list a bunch of them and and you can get as deep as you want, what were some of those habits that you either had to break, modify, or just change altogether? Well, when I started my healing journey, I had to stop eating whenever I felt like it during the day. Um, I had to stop going to bed whenever I felt like it. I had to stop waking up whenever I just woke up. Those were like some of the major habits I had to break because I had, I had some discipline as a dancer, but never to this level. And I had to have a bedtime have a set wake up time that I woke up to every day and then a morning routine, which I never had before. Uh, something that's like 15, 20 minutes long that just honors me. And by doing this repetitively over and over again, also, uh, fixing my nutrition, saying goodbye to all the foods that were hurting my body. That was a major one because my whole life I've been this big, very fit, professional dancer and I could eat whatever I want. Now all of a sudden I'm 38 and I think about a bagel and I explode. So thank you Hashimoto's. Um, so those are some of the major habits that I had to break and then replace them with good, positive, healthy habits. And with your Hashimoto's, was that, you know, is, is that something that you were on some type of medication and you were able to get off that medication. How did, cause that's people, I know people, a lot of people don't know about it, but you know, the thyroid does so much for the body and it regulates so much. And, and as Hashimoto's basically starts to, you know, attack those, those cells, like how was that process for you being able to overcome that? Okay. So after I had my son, I like for six months, I was like, screw it. I'm eating whatever I want. I did not pay attention. I didn't work out. I was really just whatever. And then when I made the decision one day, okay, that's enough. I'm going to start eating the way I used to eat before I had my baby. When I got fit before him, I'm going to start working out and doing, you know, the workouts I did before did that for about, you know, four or five months, literally zero results. I was like, something is wrong here. So I went to the doctor. I went to like, um, integrative medicine doctor. And he's the one who told me I had a Hashimoto's and don't feel bad for not knowing what that is. Cause I had no clue, never heard of it in my life. And he put me on a synthetic thyroid hormone and 
after five days, I felt awful. I felt worse than I did. So I threw it in the trash. And and then I started my journey on figuring how I was going to heal this without medication. Um, and that was like about a year and a half journey of like trying to be vegan and trying to like run three miles a day and nothing, nothing worked. So the big, big, big issue, if you have Hashimoto's is gluten right? There's inflammation in the body. And the reason why gluten is so dangerous is because the glute, the way that gluten is made up resembles the same biological makeup of the thyroid hormone. So when you eat gluten, your body goes into an inflammatory response. And while it's attacking the gluten, it's also attacking your thyroid. Now, if you catch Hashimoto's early enough, your thyroid can still be fine. Like my thyroid is not compromised. But all that said, I finally found uh, my functional doctor, Rachel Shear, and she healed me through proper nutrition and exercise only. It can be scary to hear something and, and get diagnosed with something and actually hear, you know, for the first time you have this. Like I, I understand that part of it, but then go, going out and understanding that, you know, when people talk about nutrition and especially in a fitness journey, and it could be, it could be in any, any kind of wellness journey, people still, and I'm generalizing and I don't mean to, but I think I, I was a part of this. We still kind of under, you know, underlook how important the nutrition part of it is like, well, we'll, we'll go to the gym, we'll go running, we'll do all this stuff. And then we'll come home and eat a, a burger and fries and, and be good. But I, I want you to, to talk about that because the work you do is, is great. You're in amazing shape. You do great things, but please talk about how important the nutrition aspect of it is. Well, let me put it this way. You're either eating foods that are killing you or you're eating foods that are healing you. And there is no in between. So processed foods, seed oils, sugar, gluten, dairy for a lot of people are foods that are killing us. And so it's, it's so bananas to me. But a lot of people are not willing to give those things up, alcohol included. Alcohol is a toxin. You're intoxicating your body every time you drink. Um, and when I bring this up, I mean, I just had this happen in Canada with my family members who are suffering from like diabetes and like inflamed joints. They can barely walk. And I'll say, hey, all you got to do really is just get rid of the gluten, stop drinking beer, stop drinking wine, uh, stop with the sugar and you'll feel better. And they're like, well, no, I'm not going to not live my life. And I'm like, but nutrition is like the universal healing component. You can work out all you want. If your nutrition is shit, you're like, just bang your head against a brick wall over and over again. That's what you're doing. <laughs> well, thank you for talking about that. I know it's tough. It was, and, and I've talked about it on the show all the time, how the hardest thing for me was... The, the, the constant eating and eating because I'm bored, eating because I'm hungry, eating because I'm thirsty. And finally, when you figure out that these things are just not doing good, good things for your body, it changes you. 
Yeah, and I, I have to say food is a coping mechanism for a lot of people. And it was used as punishment growing up. It was used as rewards growing up. You know, like if you do good, you can have ice cream or you're forced to eat all of your dinner and you don't get, you know, so there's a lot of bad relationships with food and there's an emotional attachment. There's like an endorphin release that happens or is an endorphin? Um, Not endorphin. Um, Oh my gosh. Now I can't think of the word. There is something that is released that like makes you feel good when you eat certain foods, right? Um, and really recognizing that that's why you're coping with that food or that's why you can't stop eating it is is massive. And then you have to look at like, why do I continue to self-sabotage with these foods? Well, that's a lack of self-love. Okay, why don't I love myself enough to just eat the foods that are fueling me? Right. And uh, I think you may be thinking of dopamine, possibly, or yeah. Dopamine, there, thank you. Yes. You're absolutely right. Thank you. You know, the funny thing about that, and it, uh, really, it's not funny, but I, I, I say it because there's someone going through it right now or going to go through it, is that mm-hmm. those, those feelings, they get shorter and shorter and shorter. That time, fr- like, Especially with sugar and uh, and carbohydrates, like I know it's a it's a macronutrient, but the, the 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 sugar part of it, like your brain gets a part of it, gets some of it, and it immediately wants more. It me- like you you on that high, yes. your brain loves it. It's the same receptors as as um, as drugs, and then then you notice yeah. that okay, I I just had one bag of candy yesterday, but now I'm. I, I want another today and then I want two to it, it it's but just like that and I think this is a great point for you to speak on just like we start to get addicted to the our body gets used to those things once mm-hmm. once we start to make the shift and I went through this personally once we start to make the shift to the, the healthier nutrition the better sleep the going to the gym the going out and getting sunshine on our faces our bodies adjust to that too. And they start really wanting that also. Yeah. I mean, when you start to feel the benefits and the the thing is, is nobody's willing to do it long enough to really feel the benefits. I mean, you can start to feel them after a week, even a couple days, but it's really hard to go back once you commit yourself to new habits, to, you know, building a new relationship with food and feeling how much more energy you have, how much you don't have any joint pain. Like for women, our periods start to be less invasive, less like you suffer less cramps are much less, uh, intense. Our cycles start to regulate. We sleep better. Like once you start to experience that, I mean, I know for me, I, I got, I wanted more. I wanted to just feel better and better. And the mental clarity and you have to understand too, when you start to vibrate on a higher level because of that, that ripples out to the rest of your life. I mean, everything starts to improve. Well, let's, let's stay there because I think that's a great place to go. And a lot of the work you do is, is on elevating mindsets on making sure people, people understand that, we're not just doing this to look good naked. We're not just doing this to, to pose in front of a mirror. We're not just doing this for any, for just those physical attributes, but we're doing this to actually put you in a better 
Headspace. So kind of talk about how people can elevate their mindset or how you help people do that. So one of the things I realized after I dedicated six months to my, I went all in on my health journey, like healing my Hashimoto's. I, I didn't even like look at alcohol. I didn't think about gluten. I stayed on my macros and my nutrition perfectly. And what I realized is my functional nutritionist helped many other people in the same way she helped me, but they weren't getting the results I was getting. I was like, Oh, that's my mindset. And so that's a huge part of my coaching because without that internal perspective shift, without somebody saying like, here's why you don't give into your snacks at night. Cause until then, most people are like, what's so bad about that? You have to make them see why. Right. Um, and my clients have to go all in. A lot of programs are like, oh, you know, you can have two, three glasses of wine a week, but why, why would you continue to put in your body the things that got you to having to hire me in the first place? Why would I let that happen? So I have to change your mindset on the, the behavior that you have and making you see that like you can have better behavior, your inner dialogue. What do you say to yourself? Why are you, are you constantly justifying you hitting snooze? You know, little things like that. When you make that perspective, perspective shift, it allows women to go, Oh, this is, if I just do these few things, I can improve my whole life, not just the body. And like you said, that's just a bonus reaction to the inner work that you're doing is your body going, okay, well, I like the way that I feel now and the foods are freaking amazing and I'm working out. So your body's like, cool. But most programs are just addressing the body, right? So you'll, you might get some results, but then you'll go back to your old ways once life gets hard. So I teach my clients to change internally and stick to this discipline and the habits, especially when shit gets hard, especially when your kids are driving you the most nuts. And when somebody dies, because most people go back to those bad habits, but not if I take out those bad habits completely and you stick with me for at least three months, now you have redesigned your whole life. And I think a part of this is the sustainability that you kind of talk about. And because even if I I start this journey and, and the the last, the last thing we want, and I'm talking about Claude and myself and, and any body that, that helps others either get in shape, uh, make progress, change habits, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, anything like that is for, for people to leave, our sessions leave what our plans and then go right back to where they were before. Yeah. And I think what a lot of people don't understand is they see, for instance, I'll, I'll give you kind of a, an example and I'll let you kind of work off of it because they'll see a, one of their friends who is overweight, depressed, not in a good spot, see them take care of themselves or see them make a paradigm shift, see them lose the weight, have better relationships, whatever you want to say. And of course they'll ask, oh, what are you doing? Who do you work with? How, how can I do this? But the thing about it is after all the plans are over, after all the sessions are over, after because no personal trainer, no coach, want, we don't want people to stick with us forever. That's not the point. 
the point is to give people, you know, healthy ideas, healthy habits that they can take with them for the rest of their life. So how does a person leave your program or leave anything they're doing and remain in that discipline, remain with those traits so they can actually lead the life that they want to lead? Well, the biggest thing that I hear from my clients is like, I was about to eat an Oreo and then you were in my head and I was like, wait, what would Claude do? So I make sure that I infiltrate your brain so hardcore that when you're about to make a decision, you're like, wait, 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 Claude wouldn't do that. And I show up so hardcore every day. I'm in the trenches with my clients. I show up so that you know I'm making those hard choices with you. Um, and I give them the tools. Like when you leave my program, you know what foods to eat, you know, what foods to stay away from, you know, what a plate of food should look like for yourself, whether you're going to eat out or you're eating at home, you know how to do, you know how to calculate your own macros, right? You know what daily habits and discipline to do to stay in it. And you know, okay, when I feel like giving up, this is normal but I know what I have to just do to push through that moment. The food part is huge though, because when you know what food to stay away from and what your plate should look like in the portions, you're like, you're, you're set up for success. And I like to leave my clients with a 90, 10 ideology of 90%. Just be on your shit. Just be on it. You want that good body. You want to feel good. You want to be a good mom. You want to lead by example. 90% be on your shit. 10% go have a little cup of ice cream with your kids once a month. Go have a glass of wine with your husband. Go eat a bowl of pasta or a slice of pizza. 10% of the time, like not 10% of the day, but 10% of like the year. Somebody did ask me, she was like, are you talking like 10% of the day? And I was like, fuck no, 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 no. I mean, good question. Great. I, I, listen, great question. Great. I'm I'm glad we got this taken care of because no, I'm not talking about that, but, um, but you know, and so I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. Like I, you know, the person I see is, um, you know, is very dedicated disciplined you've 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 learned from your experiences you're attempting to help others with that but let's be honest you're busy as hell you're mm-hmm. busy as hell and and let's be honest you are busier than the normal person most likely and i don't know everything about you but i know i've, I've read your bio i've seen your family i've done all that I, i've seen what you're doing and you probably have the person that says claude i just don't have enough time i can't i can't i i how, when am I going to make time? I have to do this. I have to get Johnny to baseball practice. I have the twins. I have this and that and that and this. Claude, I don't think I have the time. Your response to that is? You said it. And we have to make the time. But deeper than that, women, moms, our value is a lot of times set up to how many people are we nurturing and helping? How many other people are we taking care of? That's how valuable I am. Wrong. The more, the most valuable woman is the woman who knows she has to take care of herself first. 
So you have to set up and you have to do it. No one's going to come in and sprinkle like magic dust and be like, here you go, Claude. I'll take care of your son and take him to, to school and pick him up. And no, you have to put the players in place so that you have the time to take care of you. I've been doing this for three years, asking different people for help, paying different people for help so that I can wake up at a certain time and do my morning routine before my son is up so that I can go to the gym every day. But you have to make you a priority and realize that if you don't, your ass is soon going to be in the hospital, not able to take care of anybody. That's the truth. And people are like, no, I'm fine. You're fine right now. I just had a friend who's 40 have a heart attack two days ago. This is not a joke. So it's just really helping women understand, like, if you drop out, you're, there's a lot of things in your life that are, that are going to fall. Don't let that happen. Don't drop out. You need to take care of yourself first. First. And that's what I do, like, with no shame. My husband gets up at 4 a.m. He goes to the gym. He comes back at 6 Um, I wake up at 5.15, do my morning routine. At 6, I go on the treadmill. Sometimes my son is up. I just bought a treadmill. My coach was like, please go on a run. I want you to go outside on a run. I can't do that. So what do I got to do? I got to buy a treadmill. And then I go to the gym. And then my husband takes my son to school. And sometimes my mom has to pick him up. But I have players in place so that I can take care of me. That's, and that's the thing I think you, you mentioned at the very end is like some people don't want to, they, they're, they're too afraid to reach out for assistance or help. They're too afraid because they think they're a burden to other people. Pay them. Always stay in exchange with people who are helping you. I think a lot of women don't trust other people. I hear it all the time. Well, I don't trust anyone with my kids. That's on you, right? You have to. If I mean, or you're going to be a prisoner to your kids. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn to trust and don't be afraid to ask for help and stay in exchange. It doesn't have to be monetary. You can offer some, some other kind of assistance to the person helping you. Like Mm -hmm. my husband is so good about that. Like if my mom helps, he's like, let's get her a massage or let's go clean her house or let's go help her with this. Just I'm willing to do whatever it takes to take care of me, to make sure I get my shit done every day. And then I'm able to serve all of the women that I want to serve. I, I think that's huge because I, I think what people don't understand a lot of times is the opposite of that is people building up resentment for no reason where they'll, no one wants to help me and, and they'll build up this resentment. It's like, well, you never asked. You never even attempted it. Like if you want this for yourself or your family, you know, and and there are options you have, but you've decided not to use them. And again, I don't, I don't have the personality that Claude has. Like I'm, I, not that you're not nice. I apologize. I didn't mean that you're not nice, but you're very, you're very straightforward. I'm the nicest because I'm going to knock you out of your shit. Like, People like to blame things. Well, I can't. My husband, he's just not helpful. But have you told your husband what you need? 
Have you like really put your foot down and said, Hey, I'm, I'm doing everything. I need you to step up and at least get the fucking groceries. Have you had, so your life is happening because of you, because you're either allowing it or you're not handling it. And, and, and it's because of your lack of discipline, your lack of the problems. Listen, the better you get at solving the problems in your life, the better your life will get. So if there's a problem and you're like, oh, you know, my mother-in-law is just handle her. Do you know that my father-in-law and two of my sister-in-laws are not allowed around? They're not because they're toxic. They lie. They're manipulative. That shit is not allowed. So if you're blaming anything in your life for how it's going, you need to stop, point those fingers right back at you and go, hmm, what do I need to handle in order to have the life I want? Like I said, she's uh, very nice. That's what I meant to say. Uh, uh, So um, one thing I did, I did want to ask you about, because I think I I, I didn't think about it until um, actually just a couple of minutes ago. And I know how a brain works when it comes to getting fit or getting in shape. Um, we, a lot of times we go to, we see something, we, that's what we want. So I'm, I'm going to send everybody over, of course, to clothes IG and, and her, her website and all that good stuff. And, and she's in great shape. And I know there's women, I know this for, I know for a fact, there's probably women who come to you and say, Hey, I want to look like you Claude. I want to like what you're doing. I want that. And there's two things to that. One is that let's let's not one let's not do that let's let's and two body types are so different they're so different and a fit body can be five foot eight 200 pounds or a fit body can be five foot two 130 pounds a fit body could be me six foot five 235 pounds like anybody a, a fit body is different so when those women come into you and they say, hey, they bring you, I want to look like this, or Claude, I love what you're doing, I want to look like you, how do you help with that? Because a lot of that has to do with body image issues, we understand that. But how do you help women reframe how they're looking to actually um, gauge their success, engage their fitness? So if I'm being honest, Mark, no one's ever come to me saying, I want to look like you. Uh, Not uh, one single... Really? Okay. Has been like, I want your body. Like I've gotten compliments, but they've never said that. Um, and from the beginning, I set the expectation of we don't do cardio here at Glow Up with Claude. We build muscle, and if you're trying to lose fat, um, we need to build muscle. We need to stop the cardio because chances are women don't have enough testosterone. We're not built like you, right? Um, we need to up your protein. So I set, I set the tone of like, yes, I need your weigh in because we're trying to lose fat. So there, that is a stat that I need, but at the same time, know that you're building muscle and that the scale isn't going to always reflect what's going on. Like, it doesn't mean you're right. Um, but that's interesting. Cause I've never had to have that conversation. My my ladies just like, they shed fast fat so fast because I focus on reducing inflammation in the body. So they're more focused on feeling healthy 
and like fitting better in their clothes and wearing a bikini. And then, you know, look at these quads. It's a very health focused culture here, as opposed to Claude, I want my body to be like you. They want to feel how I feel. That is, that's really good to hear. Um, I have heard that before from, for, from guys. Um, so I, I just figured I'd ask the question because I know there is this, a lot of times with, with fitness coaches or any type of, of coaches in the field that you are in, it's, it's kind, it's the first, and I had Philip Pape on the show and he talked about this a little bit. Um, and he's a, a coach just like you. A lot of times it's just making sure people understand where the goalposts are. And it's not like the goalpost is not losing weight because what happens and you're right. I used to run. I mean, the show is called 6am run. I used to run all the time. Like I used to literally run six days a week. Um, yeah. looking back, I'm like, why did I, why did I do that? And <laughs> why did I do that? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love it. It was my, it was my stress relief. And I, I, uh, understand all that, but like looking back, I'm like, man, I wish I would have been at the gym or doing resistance or a little, you know, that stuff that I'm doing now. But when you like, the, when that scale says you've lost weight, a lot of times that scale doesn't say where the weight has come from. Correct. And I can tell you right now, people, with all my 6 a.m. run people, I can tell you right now, when I was running all that time, I was the weakest version of myself. I remember going to the gym for the first time and thinking, oh, I'll put a, I'll put a plate on each side. And I was like, why is this so heavy? <laughs> Why is this so heavy? Like this is, is anybody yeah. watching me? Like anybody watching me? So, but I love that, that because that's the thing that a lot of women don't get yet. I think more are getting it, but some are afraid to lift those weights. Some are afraid to do the resistance, especially upper body. They see the lower body. They want the glutes, the, the quads, all that good stuff. But it's like, no, go lift, go lift. Get, get. It is impossible. Really listen. It is impossible for women to get jacked. Like, especially as we age, we are not made to be like, go, go. Like we are just, we are more fat. Like we have more fat. That's what we're made like. Now, can you take testosterone to increase muscle production? Yes. But most of the women that come to me are the, are who I was three years ago. Mm. Mom, a mom who can't lose weight, who has no muscle mass, who has excess fat she doesn't want, inflammation in the body, hormones are all fucked up. That's the woman I'm helping, right? So I think men, it's a little different, right? Because you guys want to like build that muscle mass and, and, and get jacked and gain weight. Like my husband is constantly like, I'm still at 200. And I'm like, he wants to gain weight. <laughs> Most of us women, right? Mid Middle-aged moms, we want to lose some fat. Um so our, our minds are a little bit different. You know what I mean? Like we do want to see that scale go down and it does need to go down. We do need to get rid of that fat, but at the same time you're building muscle, which you've never built. And no, we're never going to look Jack like Mark. Like that's not going to be a thing. Who's, who's, this, right? who's this Mark you're talking uh, Mark? You, me? you're, you're Mark. I don't, I don't, six, six, five and two thirty five. Yeah. Yes. It's, I, I could, I don't know. I, 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 I don't weigh myself that often anymore because I have um, PTSD from weighing myself like twice a day when I was uh, <laughs> running all the time. 
And uh, don't do that, people. Like, I no. don't, please don't. I don't know how I got there, but please don't, don't, don't do that. And please find this, we. please find this jacked mark for me. If you guys can find him, tag him online. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, um, and you know, I, we've been talking about all this, and I, I really, you know, before, you know, I let you go, I really want to know about the dancing part of you. Cause I, mm. I don't know if you, you knew this about me, but, um, I think I won a dance contest in fourth grade. I probably should tell more people. You should. Um, hold on. That would be the hammer dance. Hold on. Let's see. Hammer dance. I think hammer, hammer, I think hammer was going. Uh, oh, oh, uh, oh. Yeah. Um, uh, Vanilla Ice. Everybody remembers the Ice Ice Baby video. Uh, you might be a little too young for that. Um, no, no, I remember okay. that. Um, so as you, I, I, what I'm trying to say is I'm very well-versed in dance. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But uh, you. <laughs> so um, what was like, did you have to, was dance your fitness or did you have to stay in shape to dance? Well, Mark, up until the age of about 26 Dance was kept me in shape. Then all of a sudden, things got weird. <laughs> Probably, you know, I was, you guys, I was not taught how to eat well. Thank, okay? thank you. My thank you for mentioning that. That is a big thing for people in sports and fitness and dance. Yeah. Yes. Go on, please. I love that. I was not taught to eat well. Dancers is like, our life is so random and we work late hours and on set it's like bagels and carbs and this snack and that snack. And then you're done and you're like, Taco Bell, what's up? Okay. It's like midnight after a long day on set. Like that's the life I lived. And my lunches in school were like cheese and crackers. And like, you remember those packaged brownies with the sprinkles? Uh, like yes, my mom yes. always had a cute little snack in there. So I, I wasn't raised knowing how to eat well. So when 26 hit, I was like, Oh, I'm going to have to start going to the gym because your body starts to kind of adapt to what that dance, you know what I'm saying? Like it knows it's just used to that kind of dancing. Um, and I actually transitioned more into choreography, which you're behind the camera. So you're not like dancing as much. And then I started to gain weight. I gained about 20 pounds when I was like 26 and then, um, or 28. And then I turned like you, I was running six days a week, like six miles a day. And I lost 20 pounds and I was like, hell yeah. Um, I felt good, but I was still eating not so well. And then after having my son, that's when I had to like, really. And that's what's sad. It's like, ah, why wasn't I taught that these foods were bad? Why? Why? Now you're 38 and you're like, wait, I can't have gluten ever again. This is sad. But this is, this is, I always tell people that never like disregard your experiences. Like never think you're just going through something just to go through it because yes. this is what has made you the person you are today. Yes. If you would have grown up and you would have gotten, you're like, oh, I, I learned about macros, micros. I learned what to eat. I learned this. I learned all this, blah, blah, blah. You would be a totally different person. And you yep. may not have, you may not be helping as many people that you're helping right now. Um, yeah. And I think that is, I have, I learned that later in life, but I've, I've 
everything I'm going through, I take it as this is going to be experience I'm going to need sometime in the future. Whether it's a, a bad day, a good day, a, a slow day, a day that I think I'm being unproductive, whatever it is. I think it's yeah. experience. So, um, and people can find you at, um, I want to give everybody the website because I want you to kind of talk about glowupwithclode.com. I want you to kind of talk about the website, what people can expect when they go there. And by the way, it's an amazing, it's a great website. I've been through it. Thank um, you. Very clean, very good job with this web. You can get her podcast, but what are some other things people can expect when they go to the, the website? So you can see the different programs that I offer and what is offered in those programs. Um, I've also put on there my blueprint for success and what that looks like for me, how I got successful uh, through health and fitness and mindset. And you can see some of my transformations of my, you know, client, current clients, former clients, and exactly what we do here at Glow Up With Claude. And you can also become part of my newsletter. Um, I just love adding value, free value as much as I can to my community and, and, and help you in, in any way that I can, even if that's just like one little paradigm shift that you have. And I love it. The, uh, the glow blueprint has four steps. I'm not going to tell you because you're going to have to go to the website and figure it out and sign up for that newsletter. Other than the website, Claude, how can people keep up with you online and find out, find out more about you online? Instagram is my main hub and you can find me there at glow up with Claude C L A U D E. We will have links to both of those. You can actually, like I say, you can pause the show right now and go in the show notes and, and click on one of them and find out more about her. And, and the thing I love about Claude and what she's doing is that it's again, it's very easy for us to find out a blueprint and keep it to ourselves. It's very easy for a mother to go through postpartum and say, I don't want to talk about this with anyone. I just want to get over it. I want to get through it. It's very, you know, the, the courage is in actually helping others and talking about your experiences. So Claude, I appreciate all the work that you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate you. And thank you so much for being a part of the show. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too, Mark. Bye, everybody. Thank you, as always, for listening to the 6AM Run podcast. Again, I am your host, Mark Paisant. Please like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of this amazing content. If you can, we would love if you left us a review. Remember to follow us online and use hashtag 6AMRun to connect with the greatest group of runners and fitness enthusiasts in the world.